For over a year and a half, car buyers have faced high prices and a lack of inventory at dealerships thanks to that global microchip shortage. But there are finally signs that prices, well, at least in the used car market, may have peaked. But prices for new cars have continued to climb and haven't showed any signs of slowing down. Here to talk more about it is Barish Acurek, Director of Marketing Intelligence with the folks at autotrader.ca. Mr. Acurek, Barish, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, it's good to have you along with us, and it's all—it's been about uh, car uh, chip shortages. For example, an, an, a commercial for new cars on anybody's TV station these days, Barish, is is not hurry down to your local dealer and buy one today. It's hurry on down to your local dealer and order one today, and you're looking at anywhere from six to twelve months before the thing actually shows up. That's pretty typical nowadays for new cars, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, so, uh, as you mentioned, because of the ongoing um, the microchip shortages, the new car market has been uh, impacted uh, impacted by by quite a bit. Although, having said that, uh, looking at the production levels, we are seeing some improvement in availability uh, in the last couple of months. So, the expectation is that uh, second half of this year will be uh, better than the first half. So, there's uh, there's some good signs. Uh, coming in our way. Barish, uh, President Biden recently signed the CHIP bill, uh, part of the new Democratic package, and this is going to uh, give uh, more incentives to American microchip producers uh, to start production, mass production in the United States. All very well and good. How long, though, before any of that becomes real uh, and available to car manufacturers? Yeah, no, good question. So, yeah, there is a, the, the bill was uh, around $52 billion, so it's a pretty large one. Yeah. Uh, having said that, um, uh, the impact of this, the positive impact of this uh, will probably take a while to come into effect because, as you might know, I'm, I'm not a microchip uh, expert by no means, but I know for a fact that it, it is a very complicated process to build these factories, set up tools and whatnot. So uh, based on what we've read on the media, uh, we believe that it's going to take a couple of years uh, for this initiative to come to fruition. Yeah, it sounds about right, too. Let's talk a little bit about prices. Now, you you mentioned, uh, and you were interviewed recently, and this is how you came to our attention, you talked about uh, used cars in terms of prices perhaps finally hitting a plateau. Maybe we've peaked. All of this increase in prices, and it's been startling for the last year or so in, in used car prices, Barish, has beca- has be- is because there are simply, it's, it's a supply and demand reality. If they're not making many new cars, then suddenly late model uh, newish cars are, are terribly popular and in high demand. It's, 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 it's a simple supply-demand dynamic, isn't it? You summarize it really well. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just to reiterate, yeah, there's uh, fewer cars in the market because of the microchip shortages and supply chain disruptions and whatnot. But on the other hand, when we looked at the demand side, demand for uh, vehicle, uh, private vehicle ownership has increased throughout the, uh, throughout the uh, COVID. So understanding, uh, to understand the reasons as to why uh, we do a lot of research, we talk to our consumers to understand what's going on. And one of the main drivers, main drivers uh, for this is that consumers are now less interested in taking public transportation and ride-sharing services. And, you know, uh, up until pretty recently, it was a, a, we had limited 
options to leave the country. So uh, increase the, the interest in increase in private ownership uh, um, is, is can be explained mostly by this. So obviously uh, this has a big impact on uh, on prices. So looking at the prices from August last month, so new cars uh, still limited as we talked about, and the average price of a new car now is just over $56,000. Wow. 18.3% year-over-year increase. But on the other hand, if you look at the use side of the equation, um, so we believe that the prices uh, were peaked in June. So up until June, we saw 17 months of, uh, of consecutive month-over-month increases in prices. But in the last couple of months, we are seeing some signs of slowdown. So again, looking at the data from August, uh, average price for used car is uh, just over uh, $37,000, and it's a 28.5% increase on a year-over-year basis. Interesting. We're speaking with Barish Acurek, Director of Marketing Intelligence at Auto Trader. Barish, uh, uh, you've described some pretty expensive vehicles of the average price for a used car is about thirty-eight grand, and new cars over fifty-five. Of those uh, vehicles available for sale, just a curiosity question for you, Barish. What percentage percentage of vehicles, because you talked about reluctance to use public transportation and ride sharing in the wake of the pandemic and so on by some people. Uh, what percentage of, of, of cars uh, being purchased, used or new, are electric these days? Yeah, so uh, looking at the data from the StatScan, so we know that the interest in um, uh, EVs have uh, have there's a quite a bit of increase in EV sales, especially recently given the increase in gas prices. Yes. So we believe, uh, looking at the data from Q2 uh, of this year, uh, we believe it's around 68% of all sales of the EV sales. And again, going back to what's happening in Europe between uh, Russia and Ukraine, obviously gas prices went up by quite a bit. And mm-hmm. when we looked at our website data we saw a huge increase in a number of leads sent to uh, dealerships. So just to be a little bit more specific, uh, during the week of the first week of the uh, invasion, we saw a 567% increase in, in uh, electric vehicle leads. So now that the, the gas prices uh, are coming down, the, the, the demand has slowed down a little bit uh, from the EV perspective. But on a year-over-year basis, it's still pretty high. Yeah, I'm ch- checking gas prices on First Avenue here in Vancouver on my way in this morning, and it's a buck ninety-six point nine. So about coming down. Yeah, maybe it's a lot more expensive than Toronto where you are, but still, it's under two bucks. And I guess we're supposed to be grateful for that. But you're quite right as a factor uh, contributing to people uh, investigating EVs more than ever before. That's certainly a reality, isn't it? That's that's correct. So when we look at our overall searches, again, going back to the beginning of March, we saw that uh, overall searches for EVs increased by quite dramatically as well. It was 89%. Again, uh, directly related to uh, what's happening with gas prices, it's come down a little bit, but still uh, the, the interest is pretty high. 
Yeah. Also wanted to ask you, because it, new cars, and we talked about, you know, you, if you run down to your corner car dealer, uh, you're not going to get the car you want. You're going to reserve the car you want and get it in a few months. Given that reality in terms of limited selection of new vehicles, uh, what's the what's the tendency in the marketplace? This is your bailiwick, Parrish. What, what are people saying about, well, I, I, I don't want to wait a year to buy a new car, so how about a late model alternative? Is that what most people are gravitating towards? Yeah, so we do, as I mentioned, we do quite a bit of research to understand these type of phenomena. So uh, I can just tell you a couple of interesting points that came out from uh, research. So uh, consumers are obviously aware of what's what's happening in the market, and they're they're adapting adapting uh, to these uh, to the new reality, if you will. Mm-hmm. So one of the interesting things that we found was that 36 percent of the consumers that we surveyed they're saying that they're willing to switch from uh, new to use and, and compared to the results from the research uh, from last year, uh, it went up by quite a bit, around 10%. It was 27%. Uh, the other thing uh, that I want to tell you is that, again, going back to the shortages, uh, consumers are now uh, willing to travel more than uh, they used to. So 61% of the consumers we surveyed, they're saying that they're willing to travel more, and it was 41% compared to last year. Mm. And probably the more interesting uh, fact here is that 33% of these, uh, 61% of the consumers, they're willing to travel for more than 400 kilometers to find the vehicles that they, 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 they found. So um, when you think about it in reality, driving 400 kilometers, to, to buy the car, it's it's pretty extreme. Sure is. But again, looking at the overall market, that now the time on market when it comes to vehicle availability, it's it's come down by quite a bit. So on the new side, uh, cars are being both on the new and new side, cars are getting sold at a much uh, faster rate. Uh, so uh, my suggestion would be if you find a car that uh, that you've been looking for, uh, don't hesitate too much. Uh, do your research, understand where the market is, and uh, you know if you find the car that you're looking for, just pull the trigger right away because next week when you check it, it might not be there. Interesting and, and a great strategy. We appreciate the advice this morning. It's that time of year, bearish, when a lot of people, you know, heading to winter, you know, we don't want to think about it on a beautiful weekend like this, but, you know, a change of seasons coming up and a lot of people, uh, it, this is the time of year that they take a look at those uh, at the ride and are we going to make it through until, until spring and all of that kind of stuff. So if you find the car that really works for you, Buy it, because it may not be there in a week's time. Excellent advice. Bearish Accurac, thanks for this. We appreciate it. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.